Woo. Man. All I can think about, y'all, is may our king be lifted up. He's so, I mean, he came and he just, uh, he came. He just came and he died. And I just didn't deserve an, a stitch of it. Not one drop of the blood that was spilled. I didn't, I didn't earn it. I was, I'm not, I'm unworthy of it. And yeah, I was supposed to be working today, but I had my door closed and my hands up. Okay. Joshua chapter 8. What we're going to talk about tonight. <coughs> last week, I kind of, the uh, last few weeks I've been teaching this series. I've been teaching you more about how people can affect your winning battle. And now, tonight, we're going to start understanding a little bit more about how the Lord affects your winning battle. Because of what he's done, because of who he is, because of everything that he is, we have victory, right? We have victory because of who Jesus is. We have victory because of who God is. But the difference between us living in that victory and fighting this winning battle is whether or not God is Lord in our life or is he just God. There's a difference. Okay? There's a difference. And I want you to understand this. God is God. I mean, like the scripture says, even the demons fear him. But he's not Lord over the demons, is he? Because the demons still do whatever they want. But when he's Lord, and I've preached this sermon, when he's Lord, it's different. Because the word Lord means that someone has authority over you. And so if someone has authority over you and someone has taken priority, you, Miss, someone will grab Miss D some water. You need, you good? Okay. No, I just no, I don't want you hocking up a lung or nothing while I'm trying, you know, because I ain't going to stop preaching while your lung hopping around on the floor. But anyway, but when, when the Lord sets, sets the authority, then everyone, the Lord over the, the house, the Lord over the farm, the Lord over everything, they do everything he says, right? Because he's Lord. He's Lord. And when they call it, we get, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm lifting up these coughs. I know. I know. So God, do what it takes. Turn the air conditioner on. But Lord, I pray for these coughs. Touch the people. In Jesus' name, amen. I agree with you. I know it's hot. Yeah, y'all flip the air on. Now, I ain't telling nobody not to cough now, okay? Don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> Everybody's like, you go, in, you go into that sanctuary, don't cough, the pastor will call you out. But he's Lord. <clears throat> so look at, look at chapter 8, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear or be dismayed. Stop right there. The Lord said to Joshua, I want you to understand in the book of Joshua, God is called Lord. I'm not going to tell you how many times I hadn't counted them and I hadn't researched how many times he's been called Lord. But he is called either the Lord or the Lord God. This means something. Because it means that he's identified as the Lord because he has authority. 
and so he's to be recognized with the authority. A lot of times in our winning battle, we forget the authority. We, we want the power. We want the ability to be victorious. We want the, all of these things, but we forget the authority that we need to take with us to have the winning battle. There's a big difference. Now, the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear or be dismayed. Now, this is chapter 8. This is after the defeat in Ai. Okay? This is after Joshua cried out, Lord, what will we do? What, what's going to happen to your great name? They went out without the authority in chapter 7, did they not? And so they fell to an enemy that was smaller and weaker than they were because they didn't have the authority. He wasn't Lord God until after the defeat. He wasn't Lord God till after the defeat. Because look at this. Go back to chapter 7 and verse 10. Actually, go to verse 8. Go to verse 8. The scripture reads, O Lord, what can I say since Israel has turned their back before their enemies? For the Canaanites... All the inhabitants of the land will hear of it, and they will surround us and cut off your name from the earth. And what will you do for your great name? Now, understand, in verse 8, he says, O Lord. But, er I mean, verse, in verse, but earlier in verse 7, he never sought, O Lord. Okay? So he went and did something without authority. Now, look at verse 10 in chapter 7. So the Lord said to Joshua, I understand. The authority said to Joshua, rise up. He wasn't that when they went to Ai. Now in chapter 8, verse 1, then the Lord said, the Lord, the authority said, do not fear, be dismayed. Now God has, Joshua did exactly what, what God wanted them to do with Achan and his family and all the stuff that was with them. And now guess what? God said that's over. He comes to verse chapter eight and he says, now, don't be fearful or don't be dismayed. Because why? Because he's Lord again. He's Lord again. In our winning battles, we find this problem. OK, that when he's not Lord, we, we stumble. When he is Lord, we stand strong, don't we? You ever been dismayed? You ever been confused? You ever been kind of out of sorts? You ever had those foggy days? Guess what? Where's the where's God? He's there. You know, he's there. Well, I know the I know God is here. But is he Lord right now in your life or is there something else lording over you? That's what you have to ask yourself. So now look. When we read Joshua, chapter eight, verse one, and he says, do not fear or be dismayed. Go back to Joshua, chapter one. Y'all going to have a hard time with me tonight. I'm just telling I'm telling a little sound. Yeah, I know we got trainee back there and I'm wearing her out. Go to Joshua chapter 1 and go to verse 9. Now look at this. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God, understand, for the authority, your God, your authority will, is with you wherever you go. The Lord your God is. You can go back to verse chapter 8 now. The Lord your God will be with you. If he's not going to be your Lord, he won't be with you. You hear that? Do you see that? If he's not going to be your Lord, 
he won't be with you. Okay? Because if he's your Lord, you won't operate outside of his authority that he's given you. You understand? Now, God, we know, well, David, brother David, God's got all the authority. Yes, he does. But in your situation, he's given you specific authority to follow. And if you don't follow that, then you're not, ex- you, if, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm bo- uh, let's just imagine all of y'all are my children, okay? Woo. Somebody, I know, bless me, somebody get me a gun. I need to, if all y'all is my children, the next thing you would hear would be a gunshot. It'd be me just dropping myself, okay? But let's say I take Brother Eric. You're my oldest son. See, notice I spared you, Brother Charles. I got somebody older than you. All right. Eric's my oldest son. Go down to the store and get me some salted butter. All right. Why are you going? Because I'm the authority, right? Now, Chris, you're my baby son. No. You're my baby son. Okay? And I'm the baby daddy. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so here we are. <laughs> I know it. I messed it up. <laughs> I am. Now, if I tell him, if I tell him, oh, yeah, I know it. I, woo, I could go the wrong way on that. I'm a hot stop. If I tell you, go and chop some wood. Okay, I'm the father, I'm the authority, you go chop my wood. Now, if my two children, two of my bunch, if they don't go do what I tell them to do, what's going to happen to them? Some discipline. Now, everybody here is hollering whooping. Thank you, Mike, for saying discipline. Okay, some form, you know, we know where y'all are. It's like, okay, yeah, you can have to get beat. Hey, y'all see Eric get beat down there? Dad was tearing him up. Okay. Understand, there will be discipline because you didn't obey the authority. That's all that happened to Israel in chapter 7. They got disciplined because they stopped obeying the authority. Okay, now let's keep reading in chapter 8. Now, God, the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear or be dismayed. So now he's back in this authority position again. Take all the people of war. Now notice what he said. He said, take all the people of war. This is what he told him in chapter 8. His bad counsel that Joshua got in chapter 7, don't send all the people up. God did the, exactly, God did the exact opposite of the unwise counsel, okay? Let's look at chapter 7. Go back to chapter 7. I'm waiting, hey, Ferris, can you do it? Go back to chapter 7, okay, and go to verse 3. They returned to Joshua and said to him, do not let all the people go up. Only about two or three thousand men need to go up to Ai. Do not make all the people toil up there, for they are few. Now, nobody asked God if all the people needed to toil or not. God is saying in chapter 8, you did it your way. Now listen to what I'm telling you to do. I'm the authority. In your winning battle, you can't continue to win when you want to do it your way. Okay? You can't continue to win when you want to do it your way. What is your way? What is your way? Somebody give me an example of something that's your way. 
But not okay. That's that's easy. Well, okay, we we've got Einstein in the house, y'all. Okay, say that again. Y'all need to hear that. Right. So immediately, if you're trying to self gratify your your yourself, you're trying to get self gratification out of the activity that you're trying to do. You immediately get off the winning battle because. The purpose and the mission is gone now. You're no longer, because all of our acts are what? They should be selfless. They should be sacrificing. They should be giving. They should be serving. Okay? For instance, I'm going to use Bonnie as an example. Surprise. Um, She, I open the car door for her when she gets in. Okay? And she gets in and sits down. Okay? She doesn't always say thank you. Sometimes she does. it's It's not that she's a bad person or she's not appreciative of it. But, that service that I'm providing is something that I want to do, that I am willing to do, and it's something that I know God is desiring for me to do. So guess what? If I don't get a thanks, that doesn't mean I stop opening the door, right? I still open the door. Because when I stop off opening the door, guess what's going to happen? Eventually, she's going to say, why don't you open the door anymore? Okay? Now, she, now, now, now in, in turn about, about is fair play. Okay, she does things for me that I don't say thank you for. Okay, whether it's I come in and and the clothes are my my work clothes are ready. You know, she's constantly keeping an eye on my work clothes to make sure, hey, they're ready. And I don't always say thank you. From time to time, I might catch it. But she's doing that. Why? Because she loves me and she's acting out of love and self-sacrificing. Okay, so understand this when 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 you are not doing it God's way you get off the winning side, okay? Not saying you lose your salvation, you just get off the winning side, okay? You switch from playing for Alabama to playing for Central Florida. See, y'all thought I was going to say Auburn, didn't you? Uh Uh-huh. Understand, okay? Now look at this. Now look at this. Arise and go, look at verse 1 again. Take all the people of war with you and arise and go up to Ai. Now, Here's the key. Go back to where you got whooped. Okay? Go back to where your stumbling block was. And we're going to do this the right way, and I'm going to show you how. It's See, it's not that they weren't ever supposed to defeat, defeat AI. It's not that. The point was they never asked. Okay? Now, look at this. See, now look what he says. See, I have given into your hand the king of AI, his people, his city, and his land. Verse 2. Now, this is when it really gets good. You shall do to Ai and its king just as you did to who? To Jericho and its king. Now, keep in mind, you shall do to Ai and its king just like you did Jericho and its king. Now, but here's the difference. Look, as we continue to read here in verse 2, you shall take only its spoil and its cattle as plunder for yourselves. Stop. He's given them permission for themselves. Go back to Joshua chapter 6. Go back to Joshua chapter 6. Go to verse 17. The city shall be under the ban. It and all that is in it belongs to the Lord, to the authority. 
Only Rahab, the harlot, and all who are with her in the house shall live, because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But as for you, only keep yourselves from things under the ban, so that you do not covet them and take some of the things under the ban and make the camp of Israel accursed and bring trouble upon it. Now understand this. God laid down a ban. The authority banned stuff in Jericho. Now in chapter 8, we see the authority release some stuff in Ai for them. The problem was they disobeyed the authority when Achan took it for himself. He didn't have permission to take it for himself. Even if they had asked, it could, could have happened. But what happened here was now God is saying, you're going to go up. This is the loving God that we serve. This is the winning battle that we serve. Understand this. You got defeated. Because you took something that you weren't supposed to. Now you're going to be victorious and you're going to take what you're supposed to. For yourself. I'm even going to let you have some of it. Understand this. He said this you will keep for yourself. Go back to chapter 8 and look at verse 2 again. Do the exact thing, the same thing you did in Jericho. Only this time. Keep some of the plunder. Keep the, the spoil and his cattle as plunder for yourselves. What's the difference between Ai and Jericho? They didn't have permission. They didn't have authority. Now they do have authority. Okay? So now they can go in and they can keep, but only what God is telling them to keep. They can't keep other things. They, they, they're not supposed to leave the king alive. Okay, remember what happened to Saul when he didn't spare, when he spared the king, what happened to him? That was it. That was it. That was the last straw. Samuel said, kingdom's been taken away from you. Samuel, uh, Saul went scooters. Okay, he went completely crazy. All right. He had to listen to music all the time. And just, you know, Dave, and then the one that was going to replace him had to come and calm him down. So we understand what happens when you disobey God. You get off. The, and Israel was constantly victorious. Saul was very successful as a king until he started disobeying the Lord. Do you understand? He started disobeying the Lord. And when he did that, his authority went away. And he, it wasn't that Israel started failing. The king started failing. God still had Israel be successful under who? Under who? Huh? A king. But, he had, but who had to step in for the success to continue on? David had to step in. So and then, hey, they were so successful, they even wrote a song. Saul killed his thousands and David killed his tens of thousands. That made even Saul crazier. OK, I would take you to the scripture, but I'm already uh, Paris back there about to pull her hair out. So, so we're going to hold on for a minute. OK, now look at verse look at verse three in chapter eight. So Joshua rose with all the people of the of war to go up to Ai, and Joshua chose 30,000 men, valiant warriors, and sent them out at night. He commanded them, saying, See, you are going to ambush the city from behind, behind it. Do not go very far from the city, but all of you be ready. Then I, then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city, and when they come out to meet us at, at the first, we will flee before them. Now stop. What's different? What's different? Between chapter 8 and chapter 7 in Ai. 
They had a plan. Who said plan? You see, who said plan? They had a plan, exactly. And they didn't have just any plan. They had God's plan. Okay, go back to chapter 6. Go to verse 3. You shall march around the city, all the men of war. Hmm. <laughs> See? All the men of war. Who's at AI? All the men of who? Exactly. You shall march around the city, all the men of war. The city wants. You shall do this for six days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of ram's horn, horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up every man straight ahead. What happened in chapter 6? They had a plan. They had a plan. And they followed the plan. Now, let's go to chapter 7. Not only did they sin, but they didn't have a plan. Now, Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near beth east of Bethel, and said to them, go up and spy out the land. Stop. He didn't have a plan. You see where his plan didn't? Ha- God ordered his steps in chapter 6. God ordered his steps in chapter 8. In chapter 7, Joshua was like, oh, yeah, I got this. No plan. You can't win if you don't have a plan, okay? It's just like saying, well, I'm going to heaven. Okay, how are you getting there? Uh, when I go up, I'll, you know, well, you're going to take a plane so far up, and then you're going to jump the rest of the way? Watch how are you going to get there? You know, how are you going to get there? But I say, I'm going to heaven. Well, David, how are you going? Well, because I put my faith and I believe in what Jesus Christ came and did for me. He died for my sins so that I will have eternal life. And right now, while I'm here on this earth, I have to serve him. I have to, I have to obey him. He's the authority. He's my king. But at the end of my days, I know because I've believed in him and God has promised me this, that I will be with him in glory. Oh, did you hear the plan? It wasn't mine. I just believed in the plan and I accepted the plan, right? See, Joshua believed in the plan in chapter 6. In chapter 7, it wasn't there. Chapter 8, he believed. Guess what? We read chapter 9 last week. Guess what happened in chapter 9? They believed a lie. And so guess what? They believed a lie. They were tricked by five kings, I mean by these kings, uh, the Gibeonites, okay, to pr- that they were on their side and this is who they were. And all of these things, and yet they never sought the Lord. Go to chapter 9, verse 14. So the men of Israel took some of the provisions and did not ask the counsel of the Lord. Who? Did it say they didn't ask the counsel of God? They didn't ask the counsel of the authority. The one who has authority, they didn't seek it, and guess what happened? And then Joshua went ahead and made peace with them. And then guess what happened? They come to find out that these guys had tricked them. 
And not only had they tricked them, but they drugged, you know, it's chapter 7, he was crying about God's great name, remember? Well, guess what he just did? He just attached God's great name to a bunch of dirty people. But God being great, guess what he's going to do? He's going to honor the covenant because it was made by his name. You know what I mean? And so he's not going to he's not going to go back on his covenant. He's God doesn't turn his back on that, even though they lied. But he's going to he's 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 showing the children of Israel. Look what you did. And this is the repercussion of it. It didn't take God. God's name was not going to be tainted. But the children of Israel had an issue. So now go back to chapter eight. I know I got you all everywhere tonight, don't. But at least it's all in one book. I mean, I could be, you know, doing my normal New Testament, Old Testament stuff, right? Okay, look at verse 6. Not only does Joshua have the plan, but he knows how they're going to respond to the plan. Okay, Joshua chapter 6, chapter 8, verse 6. They will come out after us until we have drawn them away from the city so that they will say they are fleeing before us as at the first. So we will flee before them. See, Joshua knows now. But this plan has gone in based on what? Based on what God has told him to do now. See, God is the, he's, he, being the authority that he is, he understands. Look, now here's what, even though it was a failure, what you did in chapter 7, I can still make it a success. That's part of being on the winning team. Okay? We're, we're going to fail. Everyone I'm looking at right now, everyone I'm looking at, you're going to fail. It's, you failed at some point in your Christian life. And guess what? Keep living. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to fail again, okay? But God can still take it. When you get him back as Lord, he can take what you messed up, and he can make it, you know, the, the clay, and the, 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 the potter and the clay. Your vessel breaks, he can reshape you, right? You know, you know if, you, if you break your, if you, guess what? You know, you break your fingers and hands and stuff all the time. How many of you ever broke a bone? Yeah. And what happened? He feel better. Look at Miss Janet back there. She's like, she's the most recent victim of a broken something. And guess what she's going to do next time when she gets ready to decorate that Christmas tree? She's going to stand on the right thing. You see? Mom, no, 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 right on her, Mom. <laughs> I understand. When you make these mistakes, God says, okay, you made the mistake. You've paid the price. You did what you were supposed to do. What, what did Joshua do? He repented, and he had the people repent. He had them consecrate themselves. He had them set themselves apart. He got the junk out of their lives. He, get, he got the junk out of their lives. He got the junk out of their lives, right? And guess what God did? He said, no, there's room for me. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go. I want you to rise up, because I'm the authority again now. I want you to rise up. I want you to go in the AI. I want you to take the men of war. And just like you did in Jericho, you're going to do it again. Oh, yeah, Jericho. That did happen. Wasn't that just a little while ago? Mm-hmm. You see, that's the other part of our winning battle where we fail. We forget how quick the authority we had just, a, I mean, look, y'all, we can fall for this. How many of y'all have fallen for something one, and then a month later you fell for it again? Yeah, yeah, we do it all the time, don't we? You know, I love using this analogy. 
Let's say you're driving down the road and you're speeding. Okay. And you're blessed enough in your speeding that you come over the hill and you see the state trooper and, you know, he's already tagged you. But you let off, you know, like everybody else slams on brakes. And it's like, you know, the state, y'all, I know they're laughing at y'all when we yeah, they're like, yeah, I got you three miles ago, but you can go ahead and break. But anyway, you know where he sits. So the next time you come through there, guess what you're going to do when you get to that point? You're going to back off because you know he sits right there as if he can't sit anywhere else on the interstate or on the highway. But, you know, that's his hiding spot. Right. So you're going to slow down. You're going to do those things, you know, because guess what? The authorities present. I better behave. Right. But then you live your life when he's not present as if, you know, like how many of y'all really believe? Those highway signs that says this section of highways monitored by aircraft and you're driving around looking up and see where is he? Right. <laughs> How many of you do that? Maybe it's just me. I don't see no helicopters and that airplane can't catch me. I'm faster than he is. But understand this. When you know when you know where he's going to be, you're prepared for it. Right. But then he goes somewhere else. He's parked somewhere else and he catches and you're speeding. You, you're speeding. You know, it's like, you know, it's just like my, my brother-in-law used to do when I was little. He's driving and he used to drive to Birmingham and he'd come flying down the interstate and he'd get past the exit. And as he goes past the exit, he looks back to see if the state trooper sit up there. It's like, dude, he's guarding you there. He's, you know, he's going to catch you. That's too late to look. But that's what he would do. So I, I tried that. No, I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> no, it didn't. It wasn't real smart. So understand this. When you learn something, retain it. Joshua learned in chapter 6. God had a plan. And look what happened, and it worked. We deviated from the plan. I even told Israel what would happen if we deviate from the plan. And we did deviate from the plan. We took something from the band, and look what happened to us. Okay? So God, I'm sorry. So then chapter eight comes and God says, "Okay, I believe you. You are sorry. You repented. You've done what I told you to do. Here's the new plan. Okay, great. And then they obey the plan to the letter. And then chapter nine comes. Okay, this is why when I sent that email out yesterday, I want you to read Judges chapter one through six, because we're going to deal with how they Israel just kept. All through Judges, this Israel just they couldn't they just couldn't jail, they just didn't. They were good. They were even Samson, Samson, okay. I mean that was a rough dude, okay. He still served the Lord, but he was like one of them. I don't know how you who you would compare him to today, you know. He like he was one of them party on Saturday night type Christians and go to church on Sunday, you know. <laughs> he was one of them. Yeah, you seen those, hadn't you? Me and Bonnie grew up with those folks, okay. They'd be out till 3 in the morning partying and everything, and then they're in church on Sunday morning, bright and early, throwing the Bibles and falling out, you know, and fainting. And they just got through, they just got the fuzz off their tongue, okay? So understand this. I just said that, understand this. Understand. Victory, failure, because you stop listening to the authority. Victory, when he becomes authority again, Failure when you don't seek the authority. 
That's what you see in the pattern of six, seven, eight, and nine of Joshua. Okay, and I know I did it backwards because we did chapter nine last week, but I want you to understand they went right back into failure. But in between those two, that failure in between seven and nine, there was another victory in between seven and nine. There was another victory. There was another. They 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 and, and keep in mind, go back to Joshua chapter one. Let's let's remind ourselves of Joshua chapter one. In Joshua chapter one. Go to verse five. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as as I just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Now, listen, God says, I won't fail you or forsake you. He didn't say nothing about Joshua failing him and forsaking him, because guess what Joshua did? He failed him and he forsaken. But God's God spoke to himself. I won't do it. I won't do that. Now, look at this. Be strong. Verse six and courageous, for you shall give this possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Now, look at this. This is God saying, I swore that they were going to get this. Like it or lump it, you're going to do it. You're going to do. You're going to keep my promise. That I made. You see, this is why he couldn't go against the Gibeonite deal, because he made a promise. Okay. Now, I keep now watch it. And in verse seven, only be strong, be strong and very courageous. His the courage has to come. You're gonna have to stand and make sure you ask the right questions, Joshua. When somebody comes with you with some faulty stuff and some bad stuff, you're gonna have some bad enemies out there. But sometimes your enemies are gonna be right there within you. Be courageous. In other words, stand at all times strong for God, and be bold. It's just like yesterday. I sent Mike and Kent and Jack a text yesterday, and I shared it with everybody, and I'll share it with y'all. Yesterday at my workplace, they celebrated Earth Day. Right up my alley. <laughs> they had, now, okay, now keep in mind, they've had this campaign going where they're collecting plastic bottles and stuff to be recycled, right? So in celebration of Earth Day, guess what they did yesterday? They gave everyone free bottled water and goldfish and cheese and snacks. Guess what they're in? Plastic. So I sent Mike and Kent and Jack a text. I said, well, they're celebrating Earth Day out here. I said, in, in celebration of Earth Day, they're giving everybody stuff in plastic containers. The very thing they're protesting. And I put in parentheses, that's kind of like taking a diesel bus to a bonfire to celebrate, I mean, to protect the ozone. To go and protest the ozone. Really, think about it. And so I, I told them at work, I said, I said, Sorry, don't celebrate Earth Day. Well, you can still have some snacks. I said, and, 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 and but first, when I told them I didn't celebrate Earth Day, they looked at me. I mean, they stared at me. I t- put in my text, I said, you would have thought six eyeballs popped into my forehead. They were looking at me. You don't say, no, I don't celebrate Earth Day. Guess what? I ain't eating food sacrificed to idols, okay? Now, I know what the New Testament says. I get that, but they needed to understand my stance here, okay? And they, they they about to ask me why, because I was about to tell them, guys, let me tell you why. I was about to have to pull out, like I said before, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. The earth and all of its elements, they're going to be burned up. It's, you ain't got to worry about the plastic, okay? It's going gonna, it's gonna to go, all right? 
I mean, not even plastic and roaches are going to make it through when God finally burns up stuff. We know roaches can survive everything, but they won't be able to survive God. And I, t- and I told him this, and I said, I said, I can't do it. And I walked away. And because guess what? They didn't get why I don't celebrate Earth Day, but they got the message that he's not going to celebrate Earth Day. I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. And they're going to celebrate. Now, keep in mind, they're celebrating Earth Day the next nine weeks. Yes. So guess what? I'll have another opportunity and I'll show them the scripture and I'll. I'll but that's the courage. I was the only one. I was the only one that didn't take the water and the, yeah, I felt like Daniel. I felt good. I was like, you know what? I didn't. I ain't going to eat you. Let me eat this food. And I'll show you, I'll still look back. And I did. You remember when Daniel did that? He rejected the food that was. And, and, and guess what? He was better for it because he was strong and courageous for his Lord. It wasn't about what was going in him. It was about the stood stand that he And it takes, it takes courage in this day and age, doesn't it? In our environment, that's a hostile. You don't celebrate Earth Day. You know, even on our computers, you pull up the screen and it's beautiful pictures of the earth. And the earth is beautiful, but I'm not worshiping it. And you have to have courage not to do that. So that's what he's talking about. Not only courage to fight, but also courage to stand. Now look at this. Only in verse seven, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Now here's where Joshua failed in chapter seven and chapter nine. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. This is where we fail. We turn to the right and we turn to the left. When Earth Day comes, oh, man, I'm thirsty. I want some water. I'll go get it out of the water fountain. I'm not taking you stuff. Or if I'm, hey, I, w- I wanted a snack. Them, them Jesus and goldfish were looking good. But it was the, the, I couldn't do it. God stopped me. And, and then look at verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For when you will for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have success. Go back to verse eight, chapter eight. I mean, go back to chapter eight. I want to show you one more thing. <coughs> go to actually go to chapter seven, go to verse 16. And you've probably heard this preached before, but I want to point out something. Chapter 7 and verse 16, it says, so Joshua rose early in the morning. Joshua rose early in the morning. Okay. Go to chapter 8 and verse 10. He rose early. And there's more examples of when he rose early. And the reason why, why did he rise early? Why? But, but look, look what happened both times. Joshua rose early in the morning and mustered the people. Go to chapter 7 and verse six, 16. Joshua rose early in the morning and brought Israel nearby tribes. Both times, guess what he did? What are y'all laughing at me for? What, she trying to keep up with me? You can't. You know, he's bad. See, that's what the baby does. That's what the baby does. 
He got up early to take care of the children. Okay, fine. Whatever y'all want to say, that's fine. We can do that. <laughs> but why? 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 He was a leader. He was a leader. Why else? Both times there was instruction to be done, given. And that was the first thing that they had to do each morning. That was the first thing. They didn't need nothing. To, they didn't need the busyness and chaos of the day getting in the way of the command. They probably didn't either. You're right. But, but understand this. You see, how many of you get your day started and then you find that during that day, and if you don't start it out with God, if you don't start it out with prayer, where's God at during that day? Remembering at one or two in the afternoon, oh, man, oh, man. But by then, your day's gone, right? By then, your day's gone. So you have to remember that. So there's a purpose behind that when he rose early. He rose early, and he set the tone for the day, for the purpose. This is your mission for the day. This is your direction for the day. This is what you're going to do, and you're not going to deviate from it. And we have to remember that. There's a deeper study on that, and I'll get into that later, but we're not going to get into it now. But I understand this. First off, it set, it set the tone. Okay? I'm going to stop right there because when I get on further into chapter 8, we got to start tying in chapter 10. Okay? So I know I'm kind of going everywhere. Did that make sense? Did you get it? I want you to understand how important it is that when I ask you these questions, if you got it or not, because we need, I need to know. I had a church member that visited uh, somewhere else. I'm not going to say who and where. But they had some struggles with the service, and they wanted to ask questions, and they couldn't because they didn't verify that the people got it. They just kind of gave them a form of service and sent them, out of, sent them on. So even in Sunday morning, if you don't get it, y'all, speak up, okay? It's important that you understand. Do you understand the purpose of this series? Do you get it? Because next week we're going to do a refresher, kind of like we did on the 12th. I'm going to take you back. We're going to put the PowerPoint up. I know i got to fix the PowerPoint. We're going to put the PowerPoint up and kind of remind us of where we are next week, and then we'll get back into it. Y'all will be here for a while, okay, because I need y'all to understand you're winning, and I, I need you to stop forgetting that you're winning. You know, you understand that? You know, even me, when I get dealing with the depression, I still can't forget that I'm winning. And it's only through the blood of Christ that I'm winning. Those, those, those young people that sang, I, whew, I don't need to go there again. I'll be looking like Mike Roper, senior and junior. Yeah, I got it.